I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Hey guys, Happy New Year. Uh, We hope you had a good New Year. We sure did. We are making one big change to the podcast this year, and that is that we are inviting sponsors to advertise on the show. This will keep it free for you guys and free for everyone. And uh, one thing that would really help us is if uh, we really knew who was listening and what you guys are interested in so that we can make sure that ads are really matched to you and you're not hearing about stuff you don't really care about. So if you would go um, take this quick survey, it's like five minutes, podsurvey.com slash sideways. That's podsurvey is P-O-D-S-U-R-V-E-Y dot com slash sideways. You guys know how to spell sideways. Um, You can also enter to win a chance at a $100 gift card to Amazon, which would be pretty cool. So thanks for supporting us in this decision. Thanks for helping us find the best advertisers. And thanks for listening. Thinking Sideways. I don't get it. I brought the aliens. You must unlearn what you have done. I don't know. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Joe, joined as always by my co-hosts... Devin. And Steve. (laughs) I almost almost gave it away. You almost gave away my surname. (laughs) Water alert, everybody. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Wow. Uh, So we've got another cool mystery this week. First off, I want to say this was suggested by Mike and uh, a long time ago, I think. A year or two? Yeah, mm. something like that. Anyway, yeah. hi, sometime Mike. in the 21st century. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> I hope you're like still alive and still listening to us, Mike. Uh, thanks. Uh, what we're going to talk about is a very notorious double murder that happened almost 100 years ago 
in the far-off and exotic country of New Jersey. <laughs> uh, you've heard of New Jersey, probably? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Home of like Atlantic City and all that good stuff. Familiar, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and of course we got to riff on New Jersey a little bit, and you know, double murder in New Jersey. So what? <laughs> Big freaking deal. <laughs> <laughs> Everyday occurrence. I know, pretty much. Uh, we're just kidding, New- our New Jersey listeners. Hey guys, don't take it seriously. We're just having a little fun. So let's get back to our notorious double murder here. Some of you might have heard of this. It was actually a huge deal back when it happened. Uh, it, was like, it was like up until that, that time, it was the biggest thing in the national news until it got bumped by the Lindbergh baby case. Yeah, it took about a decade before it got superseded. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but up, up until that time, it was pretty freaking huge. Um, uh, so what happened is uh, on the morning of September 16th, 1922, two bodies were discovered in a field that uh, was part of a farm that had an abandoned farmhouse on it. And uh, it was kind of a lover's lane. It was a little, a little uh, road called... Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's in northwest New Brunswick, New Jersey, and it's called Derussi Lane. And I looked for it on Google. I can't find it. Hmm. Uh, I'm hoping some of our New Jersey listeners, if they're not angry with us and they haven't shut us off already, uh, hoping they can look at some old maps and maybe <laughs> find it. Yeah. Uh, but it's off of Easton, um, Easton Avenue. It kind of runs parallel to the river there. If you're familiar, of course, you all know where the river is in New Brunswick, right? Well, uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's where you drop the bodies, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and these people apparently were too lazy or just too impatient to get all the way to the river, so they dumped the bodies a little short of it. In yeah, a okay, whatever. Yeah. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the bodies were discovered by two young lovers. Of course, it was Lover's Lane, so they were out for a morning stroll. And I would give you their names. Actually, their names are available and out there, but uh, you'd forget them right away, and it's not that important anyhow, right? It's Raymond Schneider and Pearl Bombers. Yeah. And actually, I probably should say their names because there was talk about about possibly one or the other being involved in the murder itself. Mm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. That, that's kind of important. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, so he was 23 and she was 15. Uh, I'm not sure if that was entirely legal, but so let's just take it one crime at a time, right? Uh, our two lovers were walking down good old Derussi Lane uh, and headed towards that abandoned farmhouse I mentioned a moment ago. Uh, and then they saw something. Reportedly, she saw it first. A couple of bodies underneath a crabapple tree. I was going to say, clearly they've never seen, like, any horror movies at uh-huh. all. You don't walk to an abandoned barn. Horror like movies a, weren't a quite a thing in 1922. Shh, shh, shh. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Good point. It's really true. Those weren't more innocent times. Probably people didn't really look at an abandoned thing and immediately think, you know, serial killer, mad slasher, anything like that, like we do today. Mm -hmm. We totally do, right? Yeah, I I do. I do, yeah. Uh, Our listeners obviously do. We've gotten those emails. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's why I don't go into those places without a Claymore mind duct taped to my chest. (laughs) We should just talk about your defensive strategy for like a quick second. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. You know, face uh, towards enemy is not a good uh, a good strategy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to point it outwards. Yeah, definitely. That, yeah, and even then, I'm not sure if you would survive one of those. But I don't know. think you would. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, pretty sure you won't. We got to find a guinea pig. Well, anyway, back to what our story. What did the guinea pig ever do to you? Yeah. No, I don't mean like I don't. I like guinea pigs. I'm talking about. Oh, well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So what's interesting about this is the position of the bodies. I'm sure you guys have read about this. They were. They were carefully posed. They were laid out on their backs, side by side, with their feet towards a crab apple tree. It was a man and a woman. And it was a man and a woman. His right arm was extended and it was underneath her neck. And her left arm was extended towards him and her hand was resting on his right leg. And she was on... She was on his right side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were both laying on so the back. So it was the leg closest to her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Exactly. And his hat had been placed over his face, and uh, he was wearing his glasses, by the way. Uh, her scarf had been wrapped around her neck, and it appears that it was wrapped around her neck by the killer, or killer. Postmortem. Yeah, postmortem. Mm. Uh, you'll find out why in a sec. They had both been shot in the head. He was shot once in the head, and she was shot three times. It was once above the right eye and then twice just below it, I think is where the, the entry wounds were at. For her? So, yeah. yeah. Something like that. But yeah, And they were the shot fr- from the front. Yeah. Correct. Most, mostly from the front. Actually, his wound was kind of in the side. It kind of went in, like I think, like kind of behind his ear and came out his neck or something like that. Almost like maybe he turned his head at the last second or it something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somebody's trying to shoot me. That's probably what I would do. Yeah. Or put my hands up. That'll stop that bullet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, as I said, uh, it, it appears that the scarf was wrapped around her neck post-mortem because when they unwrapped the scarf from her neck, turns out her throat had been cut, like mm. from ear to ear and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and apparently it was like infested enough with maggots that it indicated that they had, the bodies had been there at least 24 hours and probably more like, you know, 36, 20, 48 hours, something well, like that. Well, they were posed in a way that didn't really lead to very much suspicion, mm. I would say, right? I mean... It's a lover's lane. If it's nice enough weather, like, you know, it's, they're just taking a nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody walks and, by and, and sees that, the body Especially from with the scarf over the gash in her neck and mm-hmm. the hat over his face. Uh-huh. That seems sort of like they're hiding the wounds. Yeah. It wouldn't be blatantly obvious. Maybe, yeah, you would like maybe walk just... past and it would just look like, oh, they're just two lovers laying there. Mm-hmm. It, it does happen, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? Dead bodies and people just think, oh, it's somebody taking a nap. It's mm-hmm. uh, not unusual. So that's, that's a good strategy. Yeah. And, of course, guarantees the body's going to be nice and ripe by the time they're found. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, the riper they are, the better it is for you, the murderer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, the cut, by the way, in her neck was from the right side, that's her right, to the left, which indicates to me, at least, that it was a left-handed killer. Oh, we had this conversation with Jack the Yeah, I was going to say, I... I, I, I still disagree with the automatic presumption. Mm-hmm. Killer could have been behind her. It could have been, instead of a forehand, a backhand slash. Mm-hmm. There's there's a number of ways oh, yeah. that, that could go. Oh, yeah, Although, sure. when it doesn't seem like we're talking haphazard slash. Like, I agreed with you with Jack the Ripper, right? That if you're just, if you're like slash, backhanded, or slash, backhanded. We also don't know if this cut was done, was what killed her. Right. Or if the shots were, I presume that the shots happened first, at which point she's laying on the ground. So it would have been a slow cut either way, but you can drag your hand across one direction or the other on something that's laying on the ground and not resisting you. Mm. That's true. That makes it easier for sure. Yeah, but uh, so anyway, it doesn't really matter. There were no obvious suspects who were left-handed, so at least that I know of. Mm -hmm. But, you know. Lefty got off. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. (laughs) Yeah. That's if the guy's nickname is Lefty. That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, there were two autopsies done on her body, one just after the murder and then another one four years later when the investigation was reopened. And that autopsy, they discovered that uh, her larynx and her tongue had been removed, interestingly. And so I don't know how the first uh, medical examiner managed to miss something like that. You would think... That seems like a pretty big thing to seems like kind of a overlook. oversight. Yeah. I, you know, I, all I can say is like, you know, maybe they just looked at the bullet hole in the slit throat and they just thought, well, you know, cause of death, open and shut. Maybe. I don't yeah. Know. I mean, maybe it wasn't an autopsy, but just 
because I had to look this up because the larynx, it's the larynx that was missing, right? Yeah. That, that is just below your Thank jaw. You, you saw me like it's, feeling it's my neck. Basically like, where? where a man's Adam apple is mm-hmm. up to the bottom of the chin. It's somewhere in that range. Mm. So it's. And it's connected to the tongue. Is that true? Sort of yeah. connected to the tongue kind of? by muscle tissue. Yes. Sort of. Not sort of. perfectly. Yeah. Uh, so an interesting little, little souvenir to take if you're the murderer. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems like it would be messy. Uh, yeah, extremely messy. You know? Yeah. And that's... that it would have left like a lot of blood trace and stuff like that. That's why you bring Ziploc bags. I guess. Yeah. Not Ziploc probably was in the super 20s. popular then. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, sure. you know. Yeah. It, yeah. It, if indeed all of this took place while she was alive or was the cause of death, there should have been tons of, of blood spatter. Well, mm. oh, yeah. there should have been tons of blood flow mm-hmm. even if she was dead unless her body had been drained of blood which would be another really important thing true yeah. i mean to I, know yeah i know i didn't uh the crime scene was kind of contaminated but you, you'd think what? still that massive amounts of blood would be kind of like mm-hmm. evidence but yeah. i haven't found any evidence that there was i'm sure there was lots of blood and it was it's just... just the writings or the the investigation stuff is but that it, it would be all over her as well a lot of it on her but she yeah. was wearing dark clothing too so that's you know there's that and a lot of it would soak into the ground uh, the state of the bodies, I could, it could be like what like Devin was saying. It could just be somebody arranged them to look like two lovers taking a nap or just hanging out. Or it's kind of, it could suggest sort of a ritualistic kind of serial mm-hmm. killer kind of pose. Yeah. Um, uh, and I doubt that I doubt that they, they actually did it themselves since they'd been shot in the head, right? Mm-hmm. That kind of makes sense. The, the yeah, kill, the killer did. Yeah, this is not a, a murder suicide pact no. thing. No, no way. Oh, I, that's one of or my... even a happenstance of that just happens to be how they fell. Yeah, because mm-hmm. seeing as oh, how no. they're yeah, no, that 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 theory is is completely out there. I don't even know why you put that in. I, I kind of I kind of like it. Well, my theory is this: is that uh, all the townsfolk when they heard that there had been two bodies discovered, you know, came running right away to trample the crime scene and take souvenirs. And <laughs> they so really I, did. I, yeah, they did. They totally did. And I, I'm just imagining that they, they get there and he's laying there with a revolver in his hand and somebody says, hey, <laughs> hey that'd be a cool souvenir and just mm-hmm. grabs it. Uh, so it could have happened. Well, uh, yeah, you guys have both seen the photos of people all over that place. It was a oh, yeah. zoo. It was yeah. A, yeah, it was a circus. It was... I mean, there's all these guys wearing their, their suits and their derby hats and everything, and there's like a crowd of them around this crab apple tree, and they're all grinning and carving their initials into this crab apple tree. I, they weren't Gosh. carving their initials. They were carving chunks of it away. Yeah, they were In doing the that images too. that I saw, you could tell they were, they were taking big scrapes out of it down to bare wood. I'm sure that yeah. tree was done. Oh, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, what that crab apple tree do to them? I know. I know. I Seriously. mean, it was a little crabby, but... Ha, 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 yeah, but yeah, it, what it, it makes kind of a crappy souvenir, really. You know, it looks like a piece of wood. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, oh no, this came from like near a murder scene. No, well, big Prove deal. It. But also, yeah. like, really, really. <laughs> I mean, yeah. we all three are like weird people who uh-huh. like unsolved mysteries and murders and things like that. I cannot fathom being like, oh, murder, cool. I need a souvenir. <laughs> what? Yeah. I could see you doing it. <laughs> I could too. Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would get a souvenir too. I'd grab the murder weapon because mm-hmm. you always want to get caught with that, with your fingerprints on it and everything. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, as I said, there's not much else in the way of evidence because, again, uh, it was all trampled on uh, by everybody. So the bodies were really the only intact, untainted evidence at the scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even totally sure about that because I wouldn't be surprised if their pockets weren't rifled. Seriously. 
Well, and uh, so here's here's part of the problem. We should we should explain this right now. Is that the property where the bodies were found were just on the edge of two different police districts? Yeah, two different counties. Yeah, and yeah. so the the wrong county showed up first and oh my gosh, what's going on? And then realized they had no jurisdiction and they were totally off the hook. So they just left if, from the way I understand it. Yeah, no, they, they did. didn't try to secure the scene. They so when really should have. The, yeah. the authorities who should have been investigating it showed up. They had to shoo away the giant crowd because there were no police keeping people back. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of surprised they weren't like parading around with the bodies on their shoulders, <laughs> what, like weekend at Bernie style. Yeah. yeah, yeah, get a picture of this, huh? Uh, but uh, the the initial pose of the bodies mm-hmm. was, I mean, that's what it was reported, right, by the couple that found yeah. them. Yeah, I kind of yeah it was, and and okay. I, I actually think that it's entirely possible that they were picked over a little bit, but they were pretty much I think left actually wet the way they were found. Yeah. Again, it wouldn't surprise me if somebody like grabbed a wallet or a watch. I mean, actually, the guy's watch was missing. Mm-hmm. Mm, so maybe somebody kept it. So hard to tell. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't surprise me. That's uh, Mr. Hall. Yeah, Mr. Hall. Yeah, I ah, I, I spoilers. Yes, yeah, spoiler alert. <laughs> I, yeah, it's not in the episode title or anything. Mm. I'm not sure how recognizable the bodies were because uh, this was September, so it wasn't like it's warm. Like, yeah, but it wasn't super hot. It wasn't like a hot July, you know, week or anything like that. So maybe they were pretty ripe, or maybe they weren't too. Uh, maybe they were recognizable. I'm not sure. But luckily, there was a calling card at the man's feet. Uh, and by the calling card, I don't mean the kind your dog leaves for you, or like the kind of card that like a serial killer. Mm, not that kind of card. It's right. actually a literal calling card. It was like a business card, but mm-hmm. it's just, you know, got your name on it. And in this case, the name was the Reverend Edward W. Hall. Calling cards are an interesting they really little are. relic of the past. The history around those are... You should look it up, everyone, because I really am struggling to not just give you a little history lesson on the etiquette of calling cards. Uh-huh. So if some, everybody look it up. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, you will enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Should we get calling cards? Yeah. We probably should, we huh? should. Yeah, with our logo on them and everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if we want to do that. Yeah, why not? They're going to end up at crime scenes. <laughs> yeah, I know. That would be funny, wouldn't it? That's yeah. true. Yeah, luckily our our last names wouldn't be on them, so good luck finding us copper. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the dead guy, it turns out, was an Episcopal priest at the Church of St. John the Evangelist in New Brunswick. He was 41. And also, by the way, the card was found leaning up apparently against his shoe, and the crowd found it, and they were all passing it around and stuff. Right, got, so it was covered in fingerprints. Yeah, it's got bloody fingerprints on it. And I don't know if that was from the killer or if that was just from the crowd. They got a little blood on their on their hands, and then we're just passing this card around. So, oh, yeah, gosh. great, yeah, great job, guys. <laughs> I would, you know what? It, it can't be from the crowd yeah, because uh, if if the bodies have been there for thirty six hours and the heat, that's true. The blood would have coagulated. The blood would have coagulated. It wouldn't be as if it was just fresh and wet. It would be mostly dried, possibly a little sticky. Well, but... although although I have to say this, I, the pictures that I've scene of the card that were only black and white mm-hmm. so i saw smudges and fingerprints on it maybe it but wasn't red yeah it could have been but maybe it was just dirt you know people had dirty hands that's true but i do know they dusted the card for fingerprints yeah but good luck because fingerprinting was. was coming it was in its infancy it was like the time. only thing you could do yeah it was, yeah. yeah it was yeah it, it definitely fingerprinting was was a thing but god knows how many fingerprints they found on those, those oh god you've seen the picture yeah. oh yeah and it was covered with them uh, and the the real trick on fingerprinting in those days, right, was like you had you had to have a suspect 
to compare the fingerprints to. That. It's not as though they had a database that they could run that <laughs> yeah. fingerprint through. Exactly. You had, to, you had yeah. to actually say, okay, we think this might be your fingerprint, Bob. So we're going to take your fingerprints and, oh, yep, they match. Yeah. It's you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, and definitely, I, I, don't, I can't imagine what it was like back in the day before computers. I mean, now the FBI and everything, they can, they run, can just run through it. databases yeah. and just easy, but... In the old days, can you imagine what a tedious job that would be? It's mm -hmm. like, you know, flipping through the book. Here comes the mail. Oh, another set of fingerprints for me to look through the, mm -hmm. like, all of our files. And I'm sure I know they had methods of identification to sort them out and stuff and, and narrow it down. But still, what a tedious job that yeah. Oh, yeah. Been. No, there was there were some ways to speed it up, but oh, yeah. oh, boring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you'd have to listen to a podcast to get through your day, right? Except the pod. The, they I, didn't exist. They didn't exist yet. Oh, <laughs> I know. know. Old timey radio shows. Yeah. Basically podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and as for Esther IDing the woman, uh, apparently everybody in the church congregation knew that the reverend was uh, having a, a little thing with one of his choir singers. Uh, turns out her name was Eleanor Mills, age 34, uh, and so she was easy to, uh, to identify. Uh, she was married to Jimmy Mills, who was a church sexton in the Episcopal Church, and also he was also a janitor at a nearby school. And mm -hmm. I, so the sexton is the guy who's responsible for opening the church and ringing the bells and things like that. Is that right? Uh, I read about it, but I, it just, it didn't, I was like, ah. I'm so ignorant of that stuff. I, I know I, one I, of their yeah. duties was ringing the bell, so he did things at the church. All I know is the first three letters are sex. That's all I know. I, I have no idea what the sexton does, to be honest okay. with you. I know I'm supposed to know everything, but I prefer to know all about crime and stuff like that. Yeah, it's the person who's uh, charged with the maintenance of the buildings and or surrounding graveyards. Okay, so who's a maintenance man? Yeah, basically. Any he was a janitor. Okay, that yeah. makes and sense. a janitor. Totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Ah, thank you. Thank you, Devin. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah, good job. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Siri. Uh, yeah. yeah. Should we have Siri on the show one of these days? No. That'd be kind of fun. I think She's so. a little uppity. Our, our special guest, Siri. That'd be kind of fun to interrogate her, wouldn't it? <laughs> Uh, and also, there was one other little piece of evidence at the crime scene, which was uh, some love letters, apparently fragments, uh, torn up, uh, apparently written by Eleanor to her lover, the Reverend Hall. Uh, they have been torn up and scattered about the scene, uh, although in some accounts, there were just some fragments between the bodies, and that was it. So I've, I've heard it both ways. Well, and I guess it's possible that when the bodies were initially discovered, they were all over the place. And the and then, only ones that were left by the time the cops got there were the ones that were in between the bodies. Uh, that's also very, very possible. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure at least a few of those things got snagged by the locals mm -hmm. and, you know, pocketed. Mm -hmm. uh, also, that's not looking very great for the husband. For Love the... letters being torn up and scattered around their dead bodies. Uh, they for... were from her to him. Yeah. So how would, are you saying that's, uh, for her husband, that's not looking good? Mm -hmm. How was he going to find them? They weren't in his home. She, who said she sent them yet? That's true, I suppose. But uh, I, I guess when, when it's love letters, plural, I would presume, and I seem to remember that they were letters written to, this affair had been going on for years. Mm -hmm. I seem to remember that they were letters over a significant span of time. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I, I would seem to point more of a fat finger of guilt at the wife of, of the Reverend Oh, he Hall. had a wife. He did have a wife. I was oh. going to mention her in a minute. Okay, yeah. okay. He did have a wife. Um, well, let's talk about her. He was married to Frances Stevens, uh, who, of course, became Frances Stevens Hall. Uh, she was seven years older than him, uh, and frankly, she was really not nearly as much of a looker as Eleanor. I'm, I'm sure you've seen her pictures, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she she was like 47. Yeah, I mean, she was like 48, 47, 40, 48. 47, 48. Yeah. Late, you know, almost 50, whereas Eleanor was 34. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's kind it's of an rare. unfair comparison. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, it is. 
it is. But uh, um, so that probably explains the wandering eye and the part of the reverend. Though uh, the thing that Frances really did have, though, going for her was she had lots and lots of money because she had married. Uh, they married. Uh, ooh, uh, I think about 11 years before the murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. And she was 37 at the time. And then a few years later, she inherited family a family fortune, which was like millions. Like in today's money or like... No, in... that wasn't like those days money. Oh. So, so a lot of money. That's and a good reason to marry someone. I'd say yeah. so. Says yeah. the not romantic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the good news is my boyfriend doesn't listen to this podcast, so he has no idea. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. People, I don't know. People might have been a little more practical about marriage back in those days, too, I think. Uh, it was some... a much different different perspective on it i think mm-hmm. some people were but not i mean not everybody mm-hmm. yeah uh and well and speaking of marriage eleanor of course was married she got married at age 17 she had had a couple of kids with her husband jimmy mills mm. and she had been involved with the church the episcopal church for about 10 years or so and did the halls have children uh not that i know no, of. not that okay. i have ever yeah. seen anything on okay. no yeah i think she was already 37 when they married so Especially, it's hard enough these days to have a, a child if you're 37. I mean, it happens, even in the old days. I'm, it, yep. I'm just remembering some emails that we got after we talked about Elizabeth's supposed yeah. potential fertility at that yes. age. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not going to say one way or another if that was a thing. No, it's it's entirely possible, but the odds The chances, the odds are less, but mm-hmm. it is still yeah. totally possible oh, as absolutely. long as they are doing the practice that results in children. And what is that? <laughs> okay. It's the first mind. part of the thing that the, the husband was. No, the, <laughs> the ton. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what I, in one account, I've heard that Eleanor Mills, uh, on the 14th, the day of the murder, she had found an article apparently discussing uh, justifications for a minister getting a divorce. Because apparently that was like, you know, kind of frowned upon. Well, divorce in general was... Oh, yeah. It was a lot rarer in those days. It was not nearly as easy a thing as it is today. Uh, but uh, she called Hall and essentially wanted to meet him in, on Derussi Lane to talk about this article and to talk about, you know, maybe them, you know, somehow ditching their spouses and getting together. And uh, Wait, so uh, just because I keep getting them mixed up, so... Mrs. Mills, the mm-hmm. lady who was killed, yeah. found an article and got Mr. Hall to yeah. meet her to talk about this. Exactly. Reverend Hall. Reverend Hall, yeah. Okay, okay. Just making and, sure. And maybe to talk about other stuff, maybe to have sex, I don't know. But A liaison, if you will. Yeah, it could have been all kinds of things. But apparently he left his house around 7.30 p.m. He was seen by somebody or another walking towards uh, Derussi Lane on Easton Avenue. Um, and that was the last time any of those guys were seen alive. She was last seen at her house about six that night, I Something think. Something like that. And yeah. said she had church business to deal with. Yeah. Uh, apparently, her husband. Technically, <laughs> she was telling the She's truth. Not yeah, lying. But her husband, uh, you know, kind of did what she said to, you know, he, he, he tried to argue with her and she just said, fine, then come with me. And he's like, okay, I won't go. Hmm. And uh, that was the last time he saw her. Uh huh. I guess he's wishing he, he would have gone with her, but oh well. Hindsight twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the next day, Francis Hall, that would be the Reverend Hall's wife, uh, noted his absence. I think she, <laughs> I, I had heard that she went by like the church about two a.m. to check to check on him with her she brother. Took one of her brothers. Yeah. 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 She had one of her brothers was living with her at the time. The other one was living close, very close by. A real recipe for romance. Uh, when yeah. you have your brother living with you, mm-hmm. yes, uh-huh. yeah, for sure. 
Uh, so she had noted the next day that uh, Hall was gone, and she at one point did call the police apparently and ask them if any if they'd turned up any bodies or anything. Because that was just kind of a strange thing. Usually you call them and say, I'm sorry, my husband is missing. Have you had any reports, you know, or anything like that? Instead, you call them up and just say, hey, found any corpses? <laughs> I guess I can see it from the perspective of if she's in a bit of a panic, mm-hmm. then have you found any bodies? No? Okay, great. Boom, boom. <laughs> God, I, I got to keep looking. Well, like I could see that, that, that side of it. Or that she, you know, it's possible she had called the local hospitals or was friendly with a local doctor or, you know, whatever, and knew, had already found out, no, he's not in any kind of medical care. Mm. So, okay, well, the next step is, yeah, looking for did a he body. turn up dead somewhere? Or, or you know, you call up, they call him and say, is he in, is he in the drunk tank? Yeah. yeah. Although I... Did you arrest him? I am. Did he get yeah. into the wine at the church? Yeah. Communion. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's good stuff. Uh, uh, the following day, the 16th, of course, the bodies were found... And, of course, the immediate obvious suspects are the spouses, right? Mm-hmm. James yeah. Mills and Francis Hall. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so James Mills was rounded up first, uh, probably because he was poor. She was rich. So yeah, super more. rich. She yeah. was affluent. You don't go after the affluent. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you want to treat them with more kid gloves. Also, uh, I think realistically in the 20s, it, it's definitely more likely that they would have just assumed that it was a man who did this. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's definitely... Well, you know, I, I I think typically, you know, I mean, women commit murder all the time, but, you know, de- definitely in situations like that, it's probably the guy who's more likely to become homicidally violent. Hmm. You know, I would think. I mean, some women would, but, you know, more likely hmm. the guy, right? Yeah. I know. Some Statistically. People, yeah, I'll get some angry emails about that, but, you know, hey, I think it's true. Probably. And then at, at, at not long after that, some people, some people, there were like about four different people in the area, in the immediate area, who said they had heard gunshots. And then one of them was Jane Gibson, who was became known as the Pig Lady. Such a terrible nickname. Yeah, they, yeah, Why? They it, yeah. God, the newspapers are terrible because she had a pig farm. Yeah, yeah, she had a pig farm. I think she was growing some crops too. And I don't, I don't know if she was growing for sale or just to feed to her hogs. I'm not sure. But uh, she said, told police that she had heard a dog barking about 9 p.m. and that she saw a man standing in her cornfield. And so she hopped on her mule. Which is kind of funny when you think about it. Why not just walk out there? But she got on her mule and rode out there. And uh, a mule can trot faster than you can walk. That's much easier. I yeah, I suppose. Yeah, uh, and maybe she didn't want to get her feet dirty either. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she when she got closer to where this guy was, she saw that there were actually four people next to a crab apple tree, and it appeared to be maybe in some accounts it's two men, two women. Oh, yeah, and oh, she also identified one as having white hair. Which the reverend did? No, but his wife actually That's had, right. gray, mm. she had graying hair. Right, right, sorry. Although, got it I'm, not, I'm not sure exactly how, how moonlit the night was, how, how easy it would be to see if somebody had white hair. 9.30 on a September, it's still pretty fairly light out at 9.30. Uh, well, I'll just mention one thing briefly, and that is in the 1920s, any woman of any standing or affluence wouldn't really go outside without a hat on. So mm-hmm. to so see her hair would be weird, but... She had, well, she had uh, longer than shoulder up. length. Nope, you hair. wear it up. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. never mind. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, uh, although she might have decided to go casual because she was murdering people. <laughs> Yeah. That's true, but yeah. it would be weird. I mean, I guess in my mind, and I would Murder presume... casual. Yeah. <laughs> I would presume in her logic as well, if she were thinking it through, and that does make a presumption there, certainly, but 
she would know that it would be weird if anybody saw her after she had committed before this. Or after the before fact. or after that she was just like out like a deranged human being. Yeah, without a hat. But mm-hmm. I could, I or could... her hair up or nice clothes. I mean, this is this is you remember this is when people are dress, still dressing to leave the house. Mm. Oh, this yeah. is way before pajama central. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like that. Oh, that... you mean today? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that that picture of all those guys uh, taking apart the crab apple tree and, and they're all wearing suits those. and derby. Yeah, hats. they're wearing suits and ties. That's and because derby that's hats, what you know? proper people wore at that time. Yeah, and they're all they're all acting like you know like they're, like, they're all acting like kind of teenagers. But, yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> they're all yeah. dressed up and everything. So sorry, I interrupted you, but oh no, that's I just fine. Poke that hole right there. All right, yeah. so so she said she saw someone with white hair. Someone with white hair. Two men, two women. She said uh, she also heard some woman say you know shout explain these letters unquote. I've and, heard her say that she. Heard heard several different things shouted uh she actually changed her story mm-hmm. uh kind of numerous times mm-hmm. uh, which made her you know in the end i'm uh, sorry she changed her story of hopping on a mule and riding out into the no that part stayed fields. the same yeah hmm. yeah but uh, she changed the mule was always details. there we should have they should have asked the mule i know the mule probably would have yeah more likely the mule would have been more consistent but uh Oh, anyway, but her, her original account, uh, at least as far as I know, she said she heard a shot, and one of the people went down, and then she heard screams from a woman. A woman screamed, don't, three times, loudly. Of course, you can't really scream softly, I guess. Not uh, easily. Yeah, and then there were more shots, and then uh, uh, another woman's voice shouted, Henry, and it turns out there were some Henry suspects in here, so... Uh, that's what that's what the pig lady heard. And then she turned around. Well, she turned her mule around and left. After left the first shot, obvious. Yeah, actually, yeah. yeah, she was already leaving when she heard all the shouting and the other shots. And you can't blame her. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. I would have done the same thing. I think so. Uh, and uh, uh, with the police investigation and everything, of course, they took that into account, but they still didn't have any really strong suspects, no evidence to really point the finger strongly at anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there were no indictments, just like that. At that time. At that time. Yeah, that was 1922. Four years went by, and then there was a little domestic dust-up. Uh, turns out the, the Reverend Halls and his wife's maid, her name was Louise Geist, and she was married to a guy named Arthur Real. And in 1926, Real wanted to get a, a marriage annulment because they'd been married for, I don't know what, four years or something like that, or maybe a little longer. And during the whole thing, as you know, all these kind of things, divorce, annulment, whatever, can get a little ugly. A little muddy. Yeah, kind of happened. Mm-hmm. And he stated during this whole thing uh, that uh, that his wife, Louise Geist, had said, and did I mention she was the maid? The maid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yet. I didn't mention that? Oh. I don't yeah, think you have. Side. Okay, yeah, she was, she was a maid at the Hall's house, or probably mansion more likely. Uh, but she was a maid there, and she said that she heard her uh, scuttlebutt in the house that the Reverend Hall was leaving, that he was eloping with his honey, Eleanor, and she said that she had knowledge that Francis and her brothers and her cousin, another cousin named Henry, uh, took off and went after him. Uh, that's all she knew. And uh, apparently he said, "Real, this is Arthur Real again, said that she was given $5,000 in hush money to keep her mouth shut about the whole thing. Hmm. Do you know how much that is today? Uh, five thousand so dollars. It's over sixty <laughs> grand yeah. in today's money. So much money. That nice is a bride. huge shut-up payment. Although oh, yeah. for somebody who's just inherited millions, it's yeah, it's a drop it's, in the bucket yeah. for her. But Whatever. for the maid, mm-hmm. th- it's like, a nice little windfall, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she wouldn't have had to keep working. 
She could have left her job. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that the the guy who was trying to get the annulment probably brought that up as proof that she had money and didn't mm-hmm. need him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Therefore, mm-hmm. the annulment could move forward. I'm sure that's how that came out. That yeah. could very well have been. Or he thought he was entitled to part of it. If it was still around, yeah. Yeah, if it, yeah, if it hadn't already been spent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's usually where that stuff goes. Actually, even 60000 I could blow through 60000 pretty fast. Today, you could. Oh, easy. Not yeah. then, though. Yeah. Not Amazon wouldn't bring everything to your door at that time. Well, yeah, but also true. things just costed less. Uh-huh. Uh, costed? Yeah, they yep. costed, yeah. They costed less. They did costed less, yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yep. That's why I want to get. I want to perfect my time machine so I can go back in time and get yeah, some cool you gotta, bargains. You got to make those time machines only go forward. Oh, is that what it is? It's very important. Oh, right. okay, you don't so want to go is... back and be your own grandfather. <laughs> so yeah, that's four years after the fact. Oh, yeah. So that's 1926. Uh, and so uh, the word got out. It was picked up um, by the New York Daily Mirror, and they ran a bunch of stories on this. And Sounds like of, a reputable story. Uh, uh, saying oh, yeah. they ran a bunch of stories is a bit of an understatement, Joe. Uh, yeah. They kind of... They ran... Yeah, they choose, Tons yeah. of stories about yeah, this. They did. And uh, they sort of brought the whole story back to life. It, was, it had been kind of more of a thing. I mean, when you think about it, uh, since some people were put on trial, their lives probably would have been easier if this mm-hmm. whole annulment thing hadn't come up. You know, mm-hmm. Every, sleeping dogs would have like, you know, just been left alone. Everything would have been okay. Mm-hmm. But uh, there was such a stink made by the Daily Mirror uh, that Harry Moore, who was governor of New Jersey at the time, decided to order another police investigation. Uh, and so at and so Francis and her brothers and let me give her brothers names by the way, uh, William Stevens, uh, Henry Stevens, and William was the guy that was living at home in in the house with her. Mm-hmm. He was said to possibly have Asperger's syndrome, but mm. of course he wasn't diagnosed. He was somewhere in the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Henry was the guy that was living down the street a little bit, and then her cousin Henry Carp. I don't know if the, it's I don't know if it's Carpenter or just Carpenter, but mm. it's like Carpenter but with a D instead of a T. He lived what twenty forty miles away, something like that. Yeah, he was a little. He, he wasn't close. Away. Yeah, and so yeah, that's a, a little less convenient to round him up on short notice and have him come over and participate in the murder. Yeah, yeah, uh, but there was a trial, um, and Francis and her two brothers were put on trial. Henry Carpenter. I'm just going to go with Carpenter as a pronunciation here. Mm-hmm. He was indicted separately, but uh, before the trial ended, the charges against him were dropped. Apparently, I mean, the main reason they liked him is well, number one, the pig lady heard the word Henry being yelled. Number one, and number two, he was supposedly kind of a sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. So he had guns. With the rifle. Had guns and was handy with guns and yada yada. So he was. Other than that, there was circumstantial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, not you know, barely if, if even that really. Yeah. So it was a big, it was a big trial. lasted about five weeks, and of course, it was hugely covered by the press. Some famous people actually covered it, like Damon Runyon, for example. Is this the trial where the pig lady came to trial in bed? Yeah. She had to cancer. testify. Yeah, she had come down with cancer, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And, and so yeah. they just like wheeled a literally giant bed uh-huh. with her in it. Mm-hmm. And she's waving her arms. Yeah, she just laying there testifying and stuff. And of course, like I said, her story was changing, and and she didn't get a lot of support from her mother, who was seated in the spectators' gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, her mother was yelling "liar" at her. <laughs> <laughs> that's that that's always going to help the case. Yeah. That didn't help her with the jury. Yeah. So the jury deliberated five hours and delivered a not guilty verdict. Shocking. Yeah. You know who didn't testify at this? No, who didn't? The people who found the bodies. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. They didn't. The, that's the, right. I forgot the about lovers that. didn't. Yeah, that they is, that never is got called up. Kind of surprising, up. isn't it? Well, there's some there's some stinky history with them. 
that I want to bring up when we get into the theory section, but there's probably good reason that they weren't brought up on the stand. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, that's time to get into theories. Let's talk about the first one, which we already kind of like made fun of, but let's talk about it for a second anyway. That's literally all I'm going to give this. Yeah, murder-suicide. One, 1,000. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the argument, I mean, obviously it could have been that there was a gun in his hand, the locals took it. Uh, but the problem, the thing that argues against this is, you know, the slit throat and the missing larynx. And the hat and being on his face. Yeah, there's that too. Start to shoot yourself in the head and then fall mm-hmm. and arrange your hands and have your hat and fall on your head. And a scarf being over, you know, a cut wound. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and her, you kill her first and then you, and then you wrap it around her, put her on the ground, mm. lay down next to her and then blow your brains out. Mm. And, yeah. I don't think the entry wounds... The entry wound on him would have been very difficult because it was still front to back ish, which is very is a very weird angle. So we don't need to debate it. I don't think any of us believe that this is even remotely possible. No, I don't think so either. Uh, So okay, Uh, yeah, whose idea was this? Yours. No, Devin. No, could think it was somebody whose initials are D. Mm -mm. Uh, Okay. Uh, let's talk about our next cool theory, which is the Ku Klux Klan. I kind of like this one in a, in a weird sort of way. Yeah, it's too bad there's really no evidence, you know? It's kind of a shame. Uh, but uh, the th- this theory was actually put forward by William Kunstler, who some of you might have heard of, very famous like civil rights attorney, kind of became a big, a big, big name in the 60s and 70s and stuff, and probably a lot of our younger listeners haven't really heard of him. But, yeah, he was, he was a well-known name back in the day. And in the early 60s, he wrote a book about this case, which was called The Hall Mills Murder Case, original name, colon, The Minister and the Choir Singer. But I do have to say, as we said, uh, in fairness to the KKK, Kunstler has actually been criticized quite a bit uh, for this theory because he actually doesn't really present any evidence to, to speak of. It's just kind of all entirely speculative in his book. And if you look at photos, if you're looking for a racial angle, if you look at photos of Eleanor Mills, she looks like she could possibly maybe have a little bit of, of African ancestry, maybe. 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 I mean, it's, it's really... I, I, it's, I would she could, I, have, she could have Indian heritage oh, yeah. in her. She could she have could Spanish have heritage. Native American heritage. Or, yeah. she could, or she could just be pure solid white, too. Yeah. We don't know. But it's, it's hard Italian? to tell in these old photographs. Yeah, yeah, Italian. Slavic here's of the some kind. The, here's, here's the problem when, when we say this. You and uh, and both of us have looked at the same photos, and what people need to remember is something that was done as a practice was painting negatives back in the day. Uh-huh. And so people would go in and they'd fix your eyebrows. The OG and they, Photoshop. Yeah, they, yeah. It, was, it was the original Photoshop. And so that has dramatically altered the look of the images. Mm-hmm. I've had to go fix images like that. And it is so tough because it's negatives are so small and you just slip and you suddenly give somebody a unibrow uh-huh. without. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Uh, and so it, it, you're right. It's very hard to tell. I mean, and uh, frankly, even if she was a little bit like uh, just a little bit black or uh, sus- is suspected of it, I, I can't I can't believe that that would have actually driven the New Jersey chapter of the KKK off the rails. Well, here's the uh, that here's, wasn't their main concern. It wasn't. Really. No, I was going to say that's no. the problem with 1920 KKK was they were white and they were Protestant and they were trying to defend the faith. They were more based on anybody that they felt was doing wrong by the the 
not only the race but the religion at the same time. So they they would have they were a bit of a moral crusade. Mm. And there's a lot of angles here, well, but, but I'm, I'm just, just looking saying, at where they are and not being in the South. That would I guess that would little a little more credence. I mean, if if your concern is to kind of protect the faith. A reverend cheating on his wife there, yeah, that's with a another married woman. It is, but I also don't think, I mean, the, you know, murders aside, uh, the treatment of these corpses was relatively respectful. Well, it was, and that's the thing about uh, the and, KKK, is these guys are all about sending a message. Yeah, right? yeah they, they yeah. leave their own calling card, yeah. they and they always, they tend to make uh, claims. And I don't think yeah. the letters would have been torn up. I think it would have been even maybe sent to Some, the newspapers a couple days later. Or or some choice been, words written on them. Mm-hmm. Or they would have been left intact and just staked to the ground with a knife, you know, I between mean, the yeah. bodies or something like that. But, they, you know, but the, thing, yeah, the thing about it is, is they wouldn't have posed the bodies the way they did. Yeah. And yeah. I do want to apologize to all of our KKK listeners. Oh, yeah. We're not yeah, trying to offend you. <laughs> Yeah. We're just kind of, you know, trying to get at where the thought might have been. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure we got a lot of those guys. Uh, but, uh, well, let's move on. So I, I think we've got to give this one a fail. Okay, our next theory. It was the Zodiac Killer. Great similarities between the two, right? I can't believe that you added this. Uh, it was just entirely random. <laughs> but, you know, um, How old would he have had to have been? He could have. I, I, I think that if he had been 12 years old when he committed the murder... Then he could conceivably he would have been like what in his early sixties when the Zodiac was on his crime spree, right that around seems that. Old. The, yeah. You are stretching. You I are also old. have. Oh, totally. We also happen to know that Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer, <laughs> oh, yeah, so he can't possibly have been that old. Yeah, no, it wasn't Ted. I Unless it was his he's dad or something. Maybe he's remember. Benjamin Buttoning. I don't know. Yeah, I. Uh, no, I just uh, there was a, you know I talked about Steve Hodell, the, who wrote the book Black Dahlia Avenger. And yeah. He also wrote a book about his dad. You know, being this Black Dahlia killer, but also being the Zodiac killer and everything else. And so I thought I'd throw that in just as sort of an homage to Steve Hodell. Oh, okay. Even though, uh, yeah, obviously, that seems unlikely. Although it could have been maybe son of Zodiac or father of Zodiac. What am I saying? <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, why? Family tradition. I, yeah, I yeah. don't feel like that happened. I don't think serial killing runs in families so hey, much. Hopefully not. Uh, well, there's the bloody benders. That's good, but that's know, different, though. But True. actually, and and actually, nobody's really one hundred percent sure that those people were, were even related by blood. Uh, there's also that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so yeah. we should probably not go too much into this. I know this is something that people have asked us to put on the list, and it is there. Uh-huh. So let's Who not go into the, talk about the bloody benders. It's actually it's kind of a fun little story. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, yeah. you have other theories here? Yeah. Cause... Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, the zodiac. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they actually there there were similarities, being a lovers lane kind of case, but uh, that's where end, it ends. Pretty much, yeah. Because he didn't mutilate bodies or pose bodies. I mean, he just went up to people and shot them. Also, he liked to um, tease people about it you mm-hmm. know there was that follow-up aspect on oh, the notes and all yeah. that stuff the coded messages mm-hmm. yeah which they still haven't broken by right. the way so yeah. there was like a mental aspect to it that you would have thought would have maybe come out although if it was early days mm-hmm. yeah now yeah. i'm i'm gonna rule that realize zodiac i think the it's dumb fact is that there were lots of other serial killers around as you know we talked about other ones like the atlanta ripper for example but you know who was around that, like Jack the Ripper, for that matter. I mean, you know, serial killers have been around a long time. Uh, so, okay, we'll scratch Zodiac. Uh, there's also random murder, but still, you know, there's this similar, it's kind of a similar thing. Would a random murder or thrill killer mutilate Eleanor's body? 
and slit her throat and and take, also the matter of the letters and the letters yeah there's that and so it could be okay let, let's just let's just play this out a little bit let's say it is a rand a, a rando and the the person comes up and holds him up and then ends up killing him and sees this wad of paper in his pocket and presumes that it's money and then takes it out after he's dead and discovers it's nothing but Frickin' love letters, which are uh-huh. useless, they're worthless, and in frustration tears them up. That, But still, why pose them? Why then slit her throat and take her tongue and larynx? Why cover up the crime scene in the way that he would have or she would have had to? Well, that's to just have... a sense of stagecraft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all I got. No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it, if it was a random thing or, or a robbery that you know kind of went south, then, yeah, there's no reason to stick around and risk getting caught by spending all that time mm-hmm. mutilating her and posing the bodies and all that stuff. And, yeah, very true. Hey, so regretfully, got to scratch that one. Uh, another one, James Mills, who was Eleanor's but, husband. Yeah. Now, this guy really had a good motive, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I'd say so. Uh, he never really got serious consideration as a suspect, though. Um uh, he said when he was questioned by the police, he said that he had never had had no idea that uh, the Reverend Hall and his wife were having a thing. Which uh, later he kind of recanted. There were, uh, it's, I've heard it both ways, you know, that he had actually been aware of it and it had been kind of a source of tension. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems yeah. like the congregation seemed to know yeah. that it was happening, so it would be hard to hide it from a member of the congregation. You would think, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things where they get the sign out in front. It's got the, the changeable letters on it, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Sexton doesn't know. Yeah, guess who's boinking who. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, uh, yeah, so he had a good motive. Um, but the one reason I think that he was not the murderer is the mutilation, again. I disagree with that. I yeah. do, too. Yeah, well, I just think that he would have been more likely to relieve the reverend of a few bodies. I totally disagree. disagree with that. I mean, you don't think he would have been no. tempted to at least carve you know him what? up a little bit? Because you know what that makes me think of is, like, this expletive deleted was lying to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tear out her, you know, anything she could have used to lie to me. Uh-huh. Um, especially if she had maybe even point blank earlier that night said, no nothing's going on. I'm not going to meet him. Do you want to come with me to prove it? And he said, no, fine, go. And then followed. Mm-hmm. And it was like the last straw of like, she's been lying to me this whole time. Like I'm going to take her voice even in death away from her. Mm-hmm. So she could never lie to me again. Yeah. There's, there's also the weird blame dynamic that happens between men and women. So she suffered the most. And if Mr. Mills is, yes, yeah, Mr. Mills, felt like he was being wronged she was the one who was wronging him i mean still killed the reverend but it was her fault she must have been the one who initiated well, it. she's the one who betrayed me yeah she's that's, the one who did that to me right that's a good that's he could have been cheating with anyone my wife did this to me exactly that's that's true. she's that, the yeah. worst so yeah. that's why i think that's why devin and i are both like no <laughs> we we've got you've got well, that down the wrong way well yeah no, that, but not but always that is, but that is why though i i do think that uh the next three theories kind of go together nicely is that is that the mutilation and the removal of the larynx and the tongue indicate to me that this is a very personal 
I would agree with that. Very personal murder. I would so, agree with that, and also the yeah. posing of the bodies makes it seem very personal. I, I, um, I would agree with the posing of the bodies. I am still not completely convinced that the tongue and the larynx happened at that time. Yeah, uh, that's it's, fair. It's entirely possible they were removed later, yeah. They could have been removed in the first autopsy and not noted, and then when she was buried, the second autopsy comes along, and they're like, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Her tongue and her larynx are gone. Well, you know, actually, uh, I, I think I mentioned this actually in one of my earlier theories, but you guys were... I think it was when we were poo-pooing the, the, the murder-suicide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the murder-suicide, that's it. The, uh, yeah, so what I was wondering is if perhaps after the first autopsy... It wasn't even removed, but back in those days, the medical schools and researchers, et cetera, did a lot more sketchy stuff. Oh, when yeah. Came, when it came to getting corpses to you know train on and practice on and do experiments on. Mm-hmm. And I could totally picture some researcher or medical student or medical school taking her larynx and her tongue and just saying, hey, she's a choir singer with a great voice. Let's kind of see what makes it tick and see if we can make... Figure out what makes for a good singing voice. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I mean, it's entirely possible somebody. We've it, talked about Burke and Hare before. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. Yeah, and so it's entirely. But, but uh, uh, even so, obviously, I still think it was a very personal crime because somebody did slit her throat. Yes, and also, I, I do think the murderer took out her her larynx because she was a singer in the choir. That's what I think is significant about that, is that she was a singer in a choir. And, well, imagine, for example, let's talk about the next one, Frances, the okay. wife. Yeah, let's talk you about know. the next one, and then yeah. that'll flesh this out. Because I yeah. think we're all in agreement that Mr. Mills is was kind of a bit of a patsy, and no wonder he didn't get charged. Uh, yeah, he was. Uh, but but uh, if you think about Frances, um, what, were, what would her grievances against Eleanor have been? What she lured... Her husband away. Uh huh. With number one, her beautiful face, which, by the way, got three bullet holes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. And her lovely voice, mm-hmm. singing in the choir. I mean, that's how they kind of got drawn together. Was she was singing in the choir, and so I could sort of see, you know, messing up her face and then cutting out her voice box. I as kind of, as kind of a retribution. A little bit of payback. The the other thing that I guess kind of makes me think that it probably was more on Francis is that also um, his face was covered Mm -hmm. after he was killed. And I think the psychology behind killing somebody that you've loved, regardless of if they had a great relationship or not, somebody you've been with for a long time, you might cover their face so you don't have to look at it. Uh So you don't have to see their Mm -hmm. dead face. So that face was covered, and then the the competitor was mutilated uh, and left uncovered, and left and, uncovered, yeah. and kind of out to waste. Right. So Not I to think get nibbled on by the animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that again, that's that other side of that power dynamic that I was talking about before, which is with Mister Mills. He's taking it out on her because she's betrayed him for Mrs. Hall mm-hmm. or Hill. Yeah. Gonna keep Paul, screwed. Yeah. Paul. Dang it. I almost had it. I know. They sound so similar. So for Mrs. Hall, she's going to be taking out her anger on the woman because, again, this is that weird dynamic of she's to blame. My husband's an idiot, but it's her fault. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then. And... Well, there's also a jealousy component mm-hmm. that oh, yeah. may or may not be. Oh, there's like... a whole bunch packed into yeah. that that we could spend a long time unpacking. That we shouldn't because we are not professionals. No. <laughs> nah, probably not. Yeah. We will not, just not sound not like idiots. Profiling, yeah. But, 
Yeah, that's why Francis is one of my more favorite suspects in this in this case, though. I would agree with that, but I yeah. also don't necessarily think that she did it herself. It's entirely possible that somebody she knew maybe did it, or somebody she hired maybe did it. She could have hired it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's entirely possible. Uh, another theory I've had, and uh, this kind of fits with these uh, with the, the whole physical evidence, was, was that there was somebody else, uh, a competitor of Eleanor uh, in the church, who also had the hots for the reverend, mm. and who maybe perhaps wasn't quite as pretty and, and wasn't didn't have a good enough voice to get into the choir. I think you're Same adding too many. You're adding too many elements to that story, Joe. It yeah. could have been somebody who was a member of the congregation who simply did not think that what they were doing was the right thing. That's true too. I mean, boil it down to something because much simpler, and it is. You, uh, I, I think I said something like this before, but you know, you're in the face of God, you're doing this, and mm. you're a reverend. This is not okay, and and you need to be taught a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could totally see that. I, you know, since we did mention that Eleanor was much better looking than Francis, uh-huh. I will just go ahead and say turnabout is fair play, and that like I've seen pictures of the reverend. He's not a looker. Yeah, he's, no, he's balding. He's, he's not, balding he's not and like ugly, chubby, he's and he's got like a double chin, yeah. and like just the fact that we have these theories where it's like maybe there were five women fighting over him. It's like what? Oh, I, yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that it's a man or a woman that's a part of the congregation. Yeah. I'm saying that this is a person who's trying to defend the faith. I just still, you know, yeah. it's kind of like what? Yeah, mm. I yeah, I don't know. Mm. <sighs> Do you have any more theories? Uh, and I was I was wondering. I kind of considered the possibility that perhaps Francis wasn't actually directly involved. It might have been her brothers mm. who did it. I, I guess there's some room for if the brothers were seeing that she was being so disrespect. So no, that she was being so disrespected. Disrespected. If the whole congregation knew that this reverend was cheating on her, and so in the public eye, even people were kind of giggling behind it, behind her back, about it behind her back. Not behind, she behind knew about it, though. I would presume. I mean, she initially said she didn't know about it, but later statements seem to support the fact that, yeah, just like everybody else, yeah. she knew. Yeah, so, It's I prudent mean, if somebody says, hey, your husband and his lover dead. were found dead. <laughs> yeah. Did you know he had a lover? I'm not going to disagree I with that. I don't think anybody in their right mind would be like, absolutely, I knew. Uh-huh. No, I, I would lie. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I would totally say no. Lie. I had no idea. I what? Thought, are you joking? I'm really? horrified. <laughs> I'm horrified I, he's dead, and also I'm horrified he had a lover. I know. He was having sex with a woman. I thought he was gay. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah. do uh, you have you have your book out, though? I yeah. do, but, but I was letting Joe finish his last... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, the brothers, I mean, again, the same thing. I mean, the lack of evidence and everything else. I could totally see that they had a bit of a motive, you know, uh, avenging their sister. Uh, well, it might be that, again, back to my theory about, you know, if they'd had talked with her and she was you know going on and crying and crying and crying about how oh my god she's got these things she's got this pretty face and this wonderful voice and i don't have it i never will you know and mm-hmm. and so that i could totally see that so but. the brother that lived with them his mm. fingerprint was found on the card yeah on but, the calling card yeah but again, no, that's that's not that doesn't say anything because they lived in the same house exactly, and the calling card could have he could have it could have been an out of the pocket dozens of times. Yeah, oh yeah, it doesn't point to anything, but it is one thing that you will see with and her brother's fingerprint was found. Um, yeah, yeah, not a whole lot so, to that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, good luck getting a conviction, but yeah, uh, yeah, obviously yeah. it didn't work. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, they all went free. Yeah. 
And, uh, yeah, the pig lady, I think, went on to her reward. I don't think she survived her bout with cancer, alas. No. Mm. Yeah. That did kind of do her in, unfortunately. Yeah. So there's one thing that I have, uh, that you've left out that I kept wondering about, and that was Schneider and Bombers. Yeah, the exactly. couple that found the body. Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before. Uh, people who lead discussion. you to the body. They They had some weird stuff going on. Uh, because the night before the bodies were found, they were seen heading that direction, though they were having an argument. She said, or he said, so this is Raymond, said that he saw his girlfriend Pearl with several other men in that area, one of whom is supposedly was her father. His name is Clifford Hayes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, there's this, they were in the area. Hayes, I believe it is, is the one who had a gun. So he actually had a gun. Mm -hmm. There's all these. There was um, she got locked up for a while for what sounds like contempt of court, and then her father got locked up for a while under charges of incest. And the boyfriend got uh, if he didn't get locked up, he almost got locked up one time. So this is part of the reason that they were never actually brought to the stand at the trial they because were they were questionable. They yeah. were very questionable yeah. uh, uh, witnesses. But at the same time, if they were in the area, it seems that they may have had the means to commit this murder, the mm. set of murders. Uh, now, what was their motive? I don't know, or maybe there wasn't. It might have been kind of one of those. Uh, thrill kill situations, but they they are totally a set of suspects, and because they were discounted and pushed out of the the story pretty quickly, it's one of those ones that I can't help but always wonder about. I have a theory. Okay, let's hear it. Do you know how old the um the father was? The fa- well, she was fifteen. So, so I'm gonna been, yeah, I'm 40? gonna guess the father was in his thirties to early forties, ballparkish. Yeah, um, people had kids young those days, so it could have been like thirty-five. Yeah. So yeah. I'm starting to suspect that maybe it's a case of mistaken identity. Could have been that they were out, and he was like, "I see you with your dad all the time," and she's like, "No, it's not my dad." And he's like, "Look, there's your dad there," and shoots him, and it turns out actually, oops, it's the reverend. Yeah. And this whole time, uh, Eleanor is like, oh, my God, you killed him. What is going on? And then, obviously, they have to kill her because uh-huh. right. they're questionable. Because it's a crazy scenario. And right. What the it's hell an with insane... sacred tongue? Right. So May it looks well. weird. Well, or not. Or, you know, that happens yeah. later. You know, one of them slits her throat. I don't know. I mean, yeah. there's a possibility that it was a total case of mistaken identity. That he thought it was the father at first, and then mm-hmm. they just had to cover their tracks. It I could do. have been that actually the, the throat slitting was because she refused to die. Because they were shot with a thirty-two. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of thirty-two revolvers, like five-shot thirty-two revolvers in circulation back in those days. They were very small, handy little pocket guns. So one shot goes into the reverend's head, and it kills him. Three shots go into her head, and, and believe me, thirty-two. the thirty-two is an anemic little round. It's entirely conceivable that somebody could get shot three times with the thirty-two and still not be totally dead. Yeah, well, especially if it's the right parts of the brain, which she yeah. got shot in some weird spot, so they could yeah. have. The, the one yeah. below These her eye socket just... could have just gone into her the base of her skull and mm-hmm. her neck and done damage. The one that went in above her eye... Should have done her in, but maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not People may, survive not some insane fatal. stuff. Yeah, yeah. may yeah. not have been in, instantly yeah. fatal. Yeah, no, the uh, the 32 is, is, like I said, an anemic enough little round. And again, back in those days, they didn't have jacketed bullets so much. 
it would have been just a lead bullet. So mm -hmm. it's entirely possible that the heavy, the heavy plating in, the, in your forehead could actually keep it from penetrating into your brain pan. Mm -hmm. And it was a five shot, most likely. That was typical for those little pocket revolvers. It might have been a misfire in the last one or mm -hmm. whatever. So. Or they just didn't. They just said to heck with it. And just cut her throat because yeah. she's not dying. So let's cut her yeah. throat and make and a noise. The job. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So. Maybe, maybe she was making noise. So they decided to, you know. It's a crazy scenario. Why yeah. not go with it? She was making noise, so they were like, we'll take that. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. And then posed them and then walked away. And then, yes. you know, a couple of days later. Yeah. I mean, I, there's there's a whole bunch of scenarios that could go on there. And I and Joe brings up really good points about the actual weapon that's used. Yeah. So it, it kind of maybe adds some, whether it's these two or three or any of the others, kind of explains like maybe why the throat was actually caught. Yeah. That's one possibility for it. Yeah. yeah. But as far as the reason, I, these these two that found the bodies were uh, a little questionable characters, but I don't know. And maybe they're just dumb. But for me, if I had committed a murder, I would stay the hell away from the murder scene. I wouldn't come wandering back and go, oh, look, some bodies. Let's go to the police. How you know, many I, times I, have we seen that we're like, the smart killer would stay away. And instead, it turns out it's a really dumb killer. like, hey, look at this. I found a body. I know. Some some of them just can't resist. I Although, don't ask me why. that, for me, I don't know, for whatever reason, always seems like something that people who are pathological about killing mm -hmm. do less than people who like accidentally might have killed if if it's okay i i think that we've we've beaten this one almost completely into the ground Pretty but much. all i'm gonna say is that if these two or three folks were to do a very impulsive set of murders then it would not be beyond them to have the imp to be impulsive enough to say let's find him too yeah, yeah that's true no i know I, it's entirely possible that uh, just their egos wanted they just wanted to be involved in this story you know and it happens a lot with killers impulse yeah. control is a problem i'm just saying amazon.com is so freaking big you know mm -hmm. i know that's why you get these killers that try to insert themselves into the investigation that happens a lot and mm -hmm. uh, that's why if i do that if i kill anybody which i'm not planning on doing but i'm gonna stay the hell away okay that's well now we know now yeah we know. hey you guys got any more theories no. no all right let's do a little housekeeping here uh let's you guys probably want to know if we have one of those website things yes we do actually it turns out we <laughs> mm -hmm. just got it it's called thinking sideways podcast.com and you can go out and and download episodes or listen to them right there and there and and i'm there's all kinds of other cool stuff there too uh we've got merch there's links to uh zazzle and redbubble you can you can get shirts mugs stickers and all kinds of all cool good stuff, stuff and yeah. merch off of our website uh, you can also find us on itunes where you can subscribe and you can give us a rating and a review preferably a really great review and a great rating uh and of course we you can stream us damn near anywhere including google play and we're on social media. You guys know what that is, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Facebook. Uh, we have a group and we have a page. So join the group. And there's a lot of fun. A lot of, a lot of great people that are posting stuff. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. Uh, and we are on Twitter where we are thinking sideways. Do a lot of twits. I uh, know. Yeah. That's what yeah. they're called, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And so, yeah, we twit a lot. Uh, and subreddit, we are thinking sideways, of course, uh, in, in our little subreddit. And there's some activity. What's going on in our subreddit these days? Oh, stuff. There's actually stuff. been a lot of emails coming through from conversations and stuff. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's been it's pretty fun. busy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, and then last of all, if you'd like to contact us for any reason, you want to suggest a cool story, a great mystery, or you want to like complain, or you want to tell us, especially me, how awesome we are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we like that. <laughs> uh, so send us an email at thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, all right, so so much for all that stuff. Uh, any final thoughts before we uh, stick a fork in it? No. Yeah. No, but I got this really cool piece of cherry tree, crab apple tree yeah, that I, I want to show you. Yeah, great grandpa gave me this. Yeah. Was, yeah, I know. I got a piece of wood for my great grandpa, too. I know. Uh, it's a treasured heirloom. Uh, all right, so ciao, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye, guys. Toodaloo.